Hi, I'm Darlene Chu Bryant with Global SF, and I wanted to tell you about session three about the new economy conference that's coming up on May 5th. We're going to be talking about uh, California's investment in businesses and retaining businesses in the state of California. Our California State Treasurer, Fiona Ma, will be joining us, as well as many other really knowledgeable speakers and speakers you do want to meet and listen to. So please join us May 5th, 10 to 1130. For more information, check us out at www.globalsf.biz. And by the way, if you want more information, you should really listen to our podcast and check us out. I hope to see you on Wednesday, May 5th. Thanks. Hello, this is Darlene Chu Bryant. I am the Executive Director of Global SF. Welcome to Darlene's So Future podcast series. Uh, I'm joined today by my colleague and good friend, Dr. Bruce Pickering. He's our Senior Advisor on Policy here at Global SF. And we have been busy, or Bruce has been really busy, uh, with the New Economy Conference. What do you think, Bruce? So far, so good. It's been an interesting opportunity to really assess the state of the state and to uh, take this opportunity to rethink how the state is operating in the next, um, you know, last two weeks and the next few weeks, looking at all these critical areas that are both in need of a refresh, but also the question is, how do we take what California does well and make it even better? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I keep on hearing, um, you know, participants talking about how uh, California is the center of innovation. We have a biotech innovation hub. We have one in San Diego. We have one in San Francisco. And I kept on hearing about innovation, but it's kind of like, uh, hello, California is the fifth largest economy in the world. We're more than just about innovation, even though we pride ourselves on that. We definitely capture more than 50% of all the venture capital that's invested in the, in, the, in the US of A, but we're more than that. We're ag and we're so much more, right? Well, yeah, I think one of the things that makes the state unique is that it really is a microcosm of, of, a, of a total economy. We're an energy producer. We're, uh, you know, uh, we lead in terms of, uh, you know, kind of sustainable energy sources that, you know, maybe not in terms of the output, but certainly in terms of the research and development. You know, it, it's biotech, it's, it's you know, it, it's um, certain degrees of manufacturing, it's electric vehicles, all these things that are really, in a lot of ways, the future of the country. And I was struck by, we've had, you know, two really prominent academics, Michael Spence, from, was a Nobel Prize winner from, from Stanford, and then uh, Ian Golden from Oxford, and both commented on how the state has this unique ecosystem that really pushes it to the front of innovation. And Golden in particular mentioned in, a, in our discussion on uh, kind of the international dimensions of the, of the pandemic and its impact on California, basically said that the whole world's kind of watching California to see where it's gonna go because that's how they judge themselves. And so for us, it becomes this interesting opportunity to remain in the forefront because people wanna be there and it affects everything how they, how they view themselves largely as how we view ourselves in some ways. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and it's interesting when they talk about, you know, the California exodus and, and we should, we're really not hyping enough of about, you know, all the companies that are staying. Yes, we have Oracle move their headquarters out. Yes, we had HP move their headquarters out and maybe Tesla, but their main operations is still in the state of California. Their R&D center is still here in the state of California um, and, and people still want to come here. We have so many unicorns, the number of unicorns that have come up over the past year and a half, two years, far outseeds uh, the number of companies that have already left California. And, 
you know, and 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 still um, our two ports, right? Okay, we have three. Um, we have Oakland, we have Long Beach, and we have uh, the port of Los Angeles. But uh, but the thing is that Long Beach and LA still combined, they're they're the biggest um, ports in the nation. Now we Wait. have a back. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we do. Um, but I think that's also that that's a, that's exactly the opportunity too, because while they're big and while they're impressive, they're also backlogged and they're also not really as modern as they should be. And I think that's a, a comparative advantage the state needs to think about in terms of its moving forward. And I think one of the big things that's emerged is there's no one area that we need to work in. It's kind of an across the board, both across up and down the state and the inside of the state. I don't think one of the clear messages that I've taken away is that for the state to be successful, it has to really work across all the state, all across all the economic and demographic elements that there's a huge amount of untapped potential inside the Central Valley and in the Inland Empire. And I think both regions are really ready and willing to work with the coast to sort of create this more holistic vision for California, but they need a little help. They need access to broadband. They need a better educational link to educational institutions. They need to be able to, fully participate uh, in the regional and, and uh, statewide economies. Yeah, and, and to talk about equity, I mean, you know, they talk about housing, uh, you know, ownership of housing. They talked about transportation, how, you know, uh, it, it would be easier and better if we actually, for example, had high-speed rail, even though that has not come up in, in our discussions yet. But I'm, I could imagine that if we actually did fin uh, finish and finish building the high-speed rail in the state of California, uh, I think that overall our economy would be so much better. And I think that when you talk of, uh, about uh, inequality that you know, we would be able to narrow the gap so much better, easier. That's gonna be critical for the future. I think the, the key thing now is that uh, the old economic models, uh, and I, you, know, you see this now even in West Virginia where the coal miners have basically come, you know, the union that represents them has come to the Biden administration and said, you know, if you will help us make the the leap from coal to sustainable, um, you know, uh, energy sources to help us to sort of make that jump and retrain us, then, then we're ready for that conversation. I'm not sure you would have had that even five years ago. And we're actually in the position of actually already being in that, you know, kind of forefront. We don't mine coal, at least not that I'm aware of. And uh, what we do mine are talent and ideas and immigration, all the things that are kind of building the new economy. So, for us, I think the critical issue here is how to, you know, take all these little disparate pieces and weave them into a tapestry that actually is is logical for the future, and that's where our conference is is kind of really helping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, looking into the future, not doing what we have done in the past, because clearly what's happened in the past is has gotten us to where we are now, which means something is not working, and what are we going to do to change it so that we can move forward? Um, so many, so many uh, trains of thought and, and, and everything is interrelated, right? I mean, to the housing point, to the transportation point, to the jobs, uh, workforce training, uh, and, and to your point of, you know, utilizing the talent that we have, not just locally grown, but uh, all the immigrants that have come to this country and uh, are comfortable living in our state of California because we are so diverse, which I think you know, makes us so interesting, right? And, and brings us such a wealth of, uh, 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 of talent that we have from so many different uh, areas throughout the world. Absolutely, it's, it's the key advantage. 
Yeah, for sure. And and of course, um, our lieutenant governor uh, is is a big, big um, advocate for higher education, uh, for training, for workforce training, um, and making sure that all the universities are able to work with their local hubs. Uh, I remember she was touting uh, how UC Irvine had developed hydrogen, for example, and you know how I know even in 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 the San Francisco and the Bay Area, there is a ferry. Uh, manufacturer that is uh, building or designing hydrogen fueled ferries um, and for the Bay Area to be able to um, to to travel from point A to point B on a ferry and not have to take BART because the ferry would probably be faster and in many ways even safer. I think it's important to uh, explore new ways of of of, um, of energy energizing um, all the transportation, all the public transportation in our system. And we already have a pretty good transportation network. Well, she had a good line. You know, she basically said yesterday that uh, immigration plus education equals innovation. Yes. And if you think about it, so many of these have come from immigrants. These ideas have been people with a dream who've come to California. And I think the question is, you know, that so much success has actually led to lack of success. I mean, you know, housing, transportation, uh, land use policies. Uh, regulatory gridlock. These are all, some degree, are are you know kind of elements of success that have now kind of mutated and become a little little you know difficult for the state to manage. And so I think one of the critical issues here is how to get past that and to you know leapfrog some of these problems to try and you know recreate that sort of energy that that you know permeated the state 50 years ago and and should continue to permeate it. Yeah, so I mean, we just had our, our second session. First session was amazing. Second, se second session, I had such a good time as, um, uh, and so pumped up, especially after hearing uh, Dr. Uh, Golden, Ian Golden uh, from Oxford, right? Oxford University. Um, I can't wait to hear what the next uh, three sessions are going to be all about with, uh, you know, State Treasurer Fiona Ma leading the discussion and conversation next uh, week, next Wednesday. Um, on uh, business retention in the state of California. How do we keep companies from leaving the state? How do we help companies expand in our state because our state is so big and there's so many resources that we just have to make it known what is available and let people know and be able to connect people, which I think we've done such a pretty good job so far. Yeah, and the week after that, we have Kate Gordon, who's basically the head of the Office of Planning for the, for the governor. To um, you know, talk about urban and urban models. Like, how are cities cities shifting, and how are we moving to a, a more um, you know kind of open and and potentially livable um, structure, so that when people come to California, they have a place to go and actually a livable place. So I think right. that's critical. Right, and then talk about immigrants. I mean, we have the the last not the last session, but the session following that is going to be on foreign direct investment and navigating Chinese investment, which is really interesting because even though Chinese investment is not the largest uh, source of foreign direct investment in the state of California, it definitely is the one that's looked up, looked upon or watched and followed uh, the most. And especially when you look at it from a national level, I mean, U.S. and China, we're we're definitely. Um, I hate to say in many ways, kind of join at the hip, but in, 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 in definitely we're not. But to uh, think of even decoupling is not an option at all uh, because of all the of everything that is intertwined. So um, 
yeah, it's, it's exciting. We have so much coming up and I can't wait to hear uh, what the discussion is going to come up with. So, well, I think, yeah, the only thing is that we have some really good partners to talk about this. We have the office of the California state treasurer for the next one on retention of business. We have the Milken Institute on urbanism and sustainability. And the last session is with Stanford's China program on Chinese investment and investment writ large. So these are all great partners who really have brought a lot of strengths to the table, which we've been able to work with and, um, you know, create this kind of very interesting, um, kind of mosaic of, of different organizations and individuals addressing these, um, these pressing problems. And I hope, hopefully what comes out of this, uh, you know, when we have our final session on June 9th with Senate Majority Leader Bob Hertzberg is, the, is a pretty holistic set of potential policy prescriptions that can really help the state as it moves forward. Right, and that all came out of, you know, all the working group sessions that are coming the day after the public session. And uh, I, I gotta say, today's conversation was was uh, pretty insightful. I learned a lot and I know that I'll continue to learn. So anyway, for you who is tuning into our podcast today, please join us for our next uh, public session. Again, it's gonna be on business retention, uh, Wednesday, May 5th, 10 to 11.30. Uh, check us out at globalsf.biz. Just register when you hit our uh, main page, homepage. Otherwise, stay tuned for our future podcasts, and we look forward to seeing you. Thanks, and stay in touch. You know, and the best thing about all this is all this great content is free and open to anyone who wants to hear and cares about the future of the state of California. So remember to join us. Don't miss it. Thanks.